1: Today we have as our special guest, Sandy Joy Weston. Sandy is a keynote speaker who just got word today that she will be a TEDx speaker, and she's an international podcaster, three-time published author, and entrepreneur who has owned and operated health and wellness companies for over 30 years. Early in her career, she became the first female trainer for the Philadelphia Flyers.
2: That's amazing and i'm mary elkins for the past five years sandy's been focusing on sjw productions an international company whose main mission is to highlight all the positive in the world she does this through her international podcasts, her speaking her books train your head and your body will follow and my 30-day reset journal and her programs and workshops. Sandy's mission is to spread joy and inspire others to see their true power. Welcome, Sandy.
0: Yay, this is so exciting. Ladies, I get Kathy
1: and Mary in the same room. Yes, you do, in the same online room. Yeah, love it. (laughs) Please tell us, Sandy, about your background and how that led you to the career path that you have today. Ooh, that's a big one, isn't it? Kathy? Uh-huh. I want yeah. you to dive in. Yeah.
0: You know, I, it's funny because I, I was actually just interviewing somebody else a few hours ago. And they were talking about what made them the way they am. And it started when they were five. And I thought about it. Oh, my God. I think I started when I was four. And here's the deal. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in the projects you know, which is, you know, it has its own set of issues, but it wasn't bad. But my mom, she battled severe mental health issues. So she mm-hmm. was, might say at least 50% of her life she was in mental institutions. Oh no. Wow. I came out of the womb knowing this is a bad gig. This, yeah, this is not going to be good here. And I knew that I had to do something to get out of this family situation. My dad, God love him, he didn't stand a chance, and my brother, he really, really got affected by it. But I thought I had to come up with a plan. And I remember I was four; I can still remember it. And I stood on top of what they called a hassock—you know, the thing you put your feet on—you know—and you have the sofa, and you, know, you can sit on the hassock. And I stood up there when I was four, and I started dancing at a birthday oh. party that they had. And my relatives, some of the relatives were there. And I said, which one of you suckers are paying for my dance lessons? No. Because that's my only way out of here. And I'm not stopping dancing until one of you say, one, you're going to pay for them, And two, you're going to drive me because we didn't have a car. So my (laughs) uncle saved my life. And he paid for most of my dance lessons. Most of the time he drove me there. And that was my way of expressing joy. I used, I, it says it, before I can remember movement, words, and laughter to escape the escape the craziness going on in the home, but also to visualize what I wanted to accomplish and where I wanted to go. So, and movement, more. I would just put yeah. on whatever, and then. I remember, and maybe it was a little after four because four is when I started taking dance lessons, but I remember words, like I would think of one word, even as a kid. Like if I could focus in on one word, then I could just throughout the day think about it, and I would do whatever to bring me that. So it could be fun, it could be courage, it could be joy. And I would just write it down and go, Okay, now what would I have to do to feel more joy? What do I have to do to be happy? Whatever. And I remember doing it as as long as I can remember. And then, Ooh. laughter, I would always make light of the situation. I would spin any story to serve me well. And I really, so I started the dance lessons when I'm four, but I really remember since a time I was nine doing these three things and thought they were going to save my life. Now, I didn't call it movement, words, and laughter. All I know is I would put the music on, dance, focus in on the word. And then think about it throughout the day. And every time something bad would happen, I'd crack a joke or make light of it. And I did it every single day of my life. And it only took a few minutes. But again, I didn't call it movement, words, and laughter. I just, this is what I did.
1: Well, you were an early visualizer without having even read about it. (laughs) You didn't, you knew how to do it. Like when you came out. That's amazing.
0: Well, I think about it because it, didn't make sense to me. Like I wasn't saying that. I just knew, okay, I'm going to do this. And then where do I want to do? I want to graduate high school. Okay. Then how am I going to do it? Or, okay. Um, I want to be able to go to this party. Okay. I want to And I would do it after I did those things. And I did it all the way through getting out of high school, getting to college, business. That's what I did. And I'm telling you, it wasn't till maybe three years ago. I know this is going to sound crazy ladies that i made sense that I was doing it. And some colleagues said, well, that's movement words and laughter. And they labeled it, not me.
1: Mm. Oh, that's I amazing. Come up with movement. They're
0: like, Oh my God, that's movement words and laughter. And that's what came up with movement words and laughter in my speaking gigs. And then they go, wait a second. I know it sounds crazy. Like how did I not know this, that I was doing it my whole life? I didn't. They're like, you do that with your clients you say all it takes is one to three minutes and you were doing the movie words. I'm like, uh, it's my life. And how could I not put that together? And it was just a few years ago. That's what I was
2: going to ask you, because I understand your motto is all it takes is one to three minutes a day to change your body and your life in a positive way. So explain it more to us if you would. And because I think we all need that, especially during these holidays.
0: (laughs) So uh, that's what I'm saying. You never know, like a late bloomer. I was like, oh my God, like how, all, most of the things I did, my mission was to spread joy, but I, I wasn't putting two and two together that, oh my God, I've been doing this my whole life. I, I just wasn't. The books were designed because my mission being to spread joy, I wanted to study other people that I thought innately. You want to be around them. They're joyful, happy people. No matter what walk of life they come from. You, like, ooh, I can't wait to be around them. And I studied people for years who were members of my gym, about a 100 of them, to see if I could think of anything that they all had in common. Because that way, I would be able to help others. And I couldn't find anything. You couldn't? Mm. I could well Well, I, 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 it was like over a year, and I'm like, mm. No, the rest of you are screwed. You either got it or you don't got it. But then one of my colleagues said, Oh my god, look, Sam, look. Every single one of them do something every single morning to get into a positive, powerful place. Every single one of them. And I start looking. Some of them baked muffins, some of them walked their dog, some of them journaled, some of them meditated, some of them worked, some of them made lists. It didn't matter, but they every single person. They were in charge of how they were going to show up in the world. And they did it to get their head in that place. And some of them only took a minute and some of them took two hours. So then I thought, oh, if I mm-hmm. could get people in a routine that don't have a routine of how to start their day, wouldn't that be great? So then I go back out. I want to study more people, but I gathered uh, what I call the powers to be. I, grab- I gathered 12 experts. In mindset, whether they were positive psychologists, neuropsychologists, exercise physiologists, gurus, spiritual leaders. And I told them what I wanted to do. And I wanted to create a book or a journal book to help people get in that mindset who didn't have those routines in the morning. So I came up with something that took five minutes. And I put it again out to another hundred people to study. So you got to do it for just 30 days for five minutes. And it failed flat on his face. Nobody did it. Nobody mm-hmm. did it. but one mm-hmm. person. So I was like, what the mother? And so one of my powers to be my mentor said, well, of course they didn't do it. No one's going to do something they don't already have that belief system for unless it's under five minutes. It has to be one to three minutes. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? He said, well, we thought it'd be best for you to find out. So yeah, you're my wife. I found out. So then I redid it. And then they did it because even if they didn't believe it, they were, it was worth doing a one to three minute routine to get them in that mindset. And they were willing to take that leap of faith. And then when they saw the results after 30 days, they kept it. Well, can you give What's us on? an example? Can you get a, give us an example of one or two of the
2: uh, things that you told them to do?
0: So in one to three minutes, the, well, you, first of all, I want to really make this very, very clear. It should be different and individual for you. When you wake up in the morning, the most important thing you do, Kathy Amir, before you get out of bed, even if you're in a hurry, just take a second to breathe, connect to you, your heart, and ask, how do I want to show up today? Like the word, remember I talked about as a kid? One word, pick a word. Now, if you're really feeling anxious and overwhelmed, you don't want to say, oh, I'm going to show up with pure joy because that's too unrealistic. So you just want to be a little bit above where you are. So if you're really feeling you know, overwhelmed and anxious, you say, I want to show up with peace or ease and flow because that's a positive one. Or if you have a big meaning, you want to show up with confidence. Of course, you just take 30 seconds to say, guide me and show up with that one word. So in the journal book, it does say before your feet hit the floor, pick a word. Then come down and write that word and reflect upon it. If you did nothing else of what we go over today, if all you did is write your word, joy, peace, confidence, gratitude, and then throughout the day, every hour, check in. Am I coming from peace? Am I coming from joy? Am I coming from fun? Be really honest with yourself. And if not, what can I do to get back there? I swear it would change your life. If you did Mm -hmm. nothing but that. Because it's just over and over again, you deciding how you want to show up in the world. Nobody else. hey, I said I want to show up with courage. Well, that wasn't really showing up with my courage. Okay, what can I do? Dance around my house, call a friend, hug a tree. You never know what it's going to mm-hmm. be. I love that.
2: That is a really
1: good simple. system. Yeah. And it's
2: easy. It, it's so yeah. easy.
1: So well, easy. Well, in addition to this, and how can we set ourselves up for success and reach our goals? So in this specific journal book, and it's like I
0: said, this is one guide. You should find one that works for you. Remember, it's only going to take you one, three minutes. I have a, like everything to be easy and simple. And I want people not to have an excuse not to do it. Right. Because so many times you see people going, oh, okay. Especially coming up with the new year. I'm going to work out six days a week for an hour every day, or I'm only going to eat these foods and I'm going to do it. And I'm never going to have that. And guess what? It doesn't happen. I can tell Mm -hmm. you as a health club owner, you know, it happens for three weeks, but it's unrealistic. So what you want to do, the most important thing is start out small. Let it be a slight stretch from where you are right now. You can always do more, but, you want to see that body-mind connection. You want to convince your mind you can do it. You want to build on it because it will see, oh, you kept failing. Oh, well, just give up. But hey, I only did that for a few minutes. I said, I'm going to move for five minutes a day. Okay, you moved for 20. Great. But let's see the success. So I came up, I know it took years, right? With the acronym game plan that is set a goal for G again a small goal, even just for 30 days, every day, I'm going to move for five minutes. That's it. Every day I'm going to go out and, uh, meet people once, you know, not even every day, maybe even once a week, go out to meet people because maybe you want to meet a special someone or I'm going to job hunt for five minutes, you know, every single day, small, 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 whatever you're going after mm-hmm. your action in there. Cause now your goal you want to make it really attainable, the action that you're willing to do. So like I've talked about, like if you want to meet someone special, what's the action you really are going to take to get there? Like, really, you got to be honest with yourself because you want to see success. And then the mo- the motive you're doing it for, what is the motivation? And that's the most important thing. Like if you really got divorced and you want to screw your husband, then let's be real of why you're doing this, man, because that's what's going to get you up in the morning. You want to be real. Why do you want this? Do you want to meet someone and be honest with yourself why you want to meet someone? Do you want a new job? Great. Why you want a job? You want to make more money. It's the motivation. That motivation is going to get you out of bed to keep doing it every day. And then I say on a scale of one to seven, the energy level you're really going to be putting into it. On a scale of one to seven, I want to go all out for a seven. I want to go for a four or five. And then every day you evaluate it. But now you have your game plan for the next 30 days and you could tweak it. But remember, it's got to be something, not because, Oh, you went on social media and everyone else is doing that. I don't give a crap. I want, you're the <laughs> only, well, either. you know what I'm saying. It looks like, Yeah. I, I mean, I just, for saw sure, another for sure of a happy couple. We won't mention names. They're away and I'm so excited, blah, blah, blah. I mean, do I know she filed for a divorce? Like, uh, come on.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm not
0: saying it's good or bad, but why do you want to portray that? You know? So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So don't get caught up on what everyone else is doing. Do it like, I really want to do this. I want to fit into my clothes. I want to feel good when I go out the door. I really want to be a keynote speaker. I want to write a book because it'll mean something to me, not to post to impress the world or your family or your friends. That's oh, it. that's mm-hmm. that's
2: great. I, I, I just have to interject something on keeping it simple and easy and something you can really relate to because at one time in my past, I wanted to learn how to make a stained glass window. So I was mm-hmm. looking for all kinds of patterns and I picked the hardest pattern I could find because it looked pretty. It was uh, doing a cityscape of <laughs> New York and I at night. And I thought, I never did it. It was too hard. It was a beautiful idea, but it's too hard. So, yes, keep it simple. Um, yeah. I, and I have to ask you about journaling. Why is journaling so important?
0: So. There's tons and tons of journaling. So there's different ways to journal the guidebooks that I have. It's really about what we talked about, which is getting you in the positive headset to serve you well every single day, reminding you of what you're going after. So that's why you have the word, you have your game plan, you have your power statement. Like for me today, it's bringing it on cause I was doing a lot of negotiating, but it's there to remind you of what you really want to achieve. And in only the most three minutes, when you see it, number one, you're more likely to achieve it. And they do believe that you're 40% more likely to achieve it when you write it down. So that's great. But also you're like, Oh crap. I said, I wanted to make that amount of money this year. Oh, I said, I wanted to do this. I said, I wanted to move You're calling your own self out. So that's one type. But there's other types of journaling, which I just call scribble-scrabble or brain train, where we all have things we really want. And if we don't have them already, most of the time it's our own belief systems that are holding us back. And we all have negative thoughts in our head. We all do. And if you didn't have it, you'd already have it. So the negative chatter is going around in your head. I believe it helps. Say, for example, you wanted to get a new job making X amount of money, but it, you haven't had it in your, Well, Why not? Start writing down all the stuff that's in there so you can really see it and go, holy crap, I think I'm too old. I don't think I'm good enough. So that you know what's really going on in there. If you want to make a shift, you have to be honest with what is in there right now. And then you draw an X through it and say, okay, cool. I'm not going to judge it. Everybody has negative thoughts, but wow, I didn't even really know I had that. What do I believe? What is going to serve me well? What shifts can I make? So that's another type of journaling where you're just writing down a brain dump, scribble, scrabble, just to get it out there. And then there's other types of journaling where you're just being creative and you're not sure where you want to go with your book, your keynote, your podcast, uh, your home. And you're just writing down your thoughts just to see and connect to yourself. So there's all types. And I just think everybody would benefit from some type of journaling. Everybody uh-huh. It's like having yeah. somebody to talk to, a therapist, a life coach, a mentor, our best friend. Yeah. We all need somebody uh-huh. that we can trust who's yeah.
2: not
1: in you know, in it.
2: Yeah.
0: That's great.
1: Wow. I love that. And does your, the book that you wrote on journaling, does that cover like, if you don't want to do it this way, you do it the other way or is, are you teaching a certain kind of journaling in your book?
0: So the first book that came out, train your head and your body will follow, have little stories, anecdotes, fun things I learned from my mentors to get you in the right positive mindset. And the two journals are the end to 60 day journals. And it is a specific way and a guide to do that. Then I wrote just the journals, which is a 30 day reset that has the two journals in there. And it is a specific guide. I mean, it's literally, this is how you do it for one to three minutes, but there's two pages. So if you only want to do one minute, you just do the one minute. You know, no excuses. Oh, let's go a little extra. Then you do the second page. Now you're up to three minutes. So it gives you options. Mm -hmm. But what I did recently, and I'm going to have to do it for adults. I wrote one, a journal for kids. My publisher asked me to write one for kids, eight to 12. And it's called Recess to Reset. And I sent it out to my friends and grandparents, but they're using it instead of the kids. They never even gave it to the kids because they like the way this one is set up because the kids helped me there's way more ways that you can create it yourself. Like you mm-hmm. might just want to draw stick figures instead of drawing, you know? It's a brain outlet. So they're using it as much as the kids are using it. So mm-hmm. now I got to make a new version for the kids because it's way more creative, you know? It's great. That just happened, now what, you know? Boy, you
1: learn the darkest things from children, don't you? You do, I yeah. was about to
2: say that, yeah, so true, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, you told us a little bit about your background. But let's hear more about your journey and how you found your why, your why in quotes. Yeah.
0: I really do believe the vehicle has changed Kathy, but it's always been like, for me, my why is my mission. How do I want to serve others? And as we were talking about the beginning, I knew it was to create joy or spread joy. And I knew it from a very, very young age. Now it might've been through my dance. It may have been through health clubs, but if I could put a smile on your face in a few seconds, that's it. I'm done. And I think I was probably saying around nine. And that's when I started visiting my mom in the mental institutions with my brother and not that it was easy because those places were horrific and they were for poor people. So it was ugly, but my brother who's older, he had a rougher time than me. So I always wanted to do something to change the mood. And I would want to go when they were all getting their medicine in the lobby. So they would gather like you see, you know, in the lobby, get their medicine, watch TV. Well, I would bring a little boom box and my tap shoes. Oh <laughs> and I'd go the really temple. Yeah, I, they probably did need their medicine, but I'd go around and say, You don't need that. Watch me, I'll bring <laughs> you joy. And then before oh, I would oops. get in trouble, I'd push the boom box, I'd throw on my tap shoes, and I would like dance away. And ladies, if you could have saw their family I mean, their faces, in that minute. Oh my God, they were laughing and they were smiling. And I think for me, the biggest thing I thought, well, there's hope here. And, and I had hope and I knew I would never, ever not want to do that my entire life. I mean, if you could take these people in this stage and let them smile and laugh and and some, honestly, I swear to you, some of them really didn't need that medicine, but some really didn't belong there. They were misunderstood or they were poor. I'm telling you the truth, but I, I couldn't change it long-term, but I could do that. So look what I did for a career. I mean, I thought I was going to be a dance major on Broadway. I went to school for that. Then I went to Montclair State College, realized I sucked compared to all the other Broadway dancers. So that wasn't going to work out, took off, went back to school. And the winding trail, it took me, would teach aerobic dance classes during my internship in the suburbs of Philadelphia in an aerobic club met some high, really high profile people. They asked me to train them in their home and they just took me under their wing and they mentored me with everything from business on how to speak English. Cause I had really broken English, even though I went to college and they, every step of the way I felt like Philadelphia's favorite daughter, mentored me on everything oh. I mean, you can imagine. I mean, cause I thought I was going to be a dance instructor, which was great. I mean, I made it out of the projects. I went to college. I was really happy being a dance instructor when I didn't make it on Broadway, mm-hmm. but then, like, you should open a business and then, okay. And then I did it with everything. I mean, I just put all guns ahead and next thing i know i own a training business and then that's building and then i have 15 people working for me you should open a health club well i never thought of that and then i went all in but it wasn't like i had this plan to be an entrepreneur it was the farthest thing from my mind
2: mm-hmm.
0: i just okay. want to spread joy and dance that's it that's yeah that's
2: amazing thank you very much that'll inspire a lot of our audience um uh-huh. hope, yeah well it it will for sure uh, Break down even more your game plan, G-A-M-E, and also okay. your power statement and action plan. What are they? Okay.
0: So think about right now. One. Let me think. No, let's change it. Up. Think of, and you guys should do it too, Mary and Kathy. Think of one area of your life right now that isn't quite where you want it to be. I mean... You may have it all together in all areas of your life, but normally there's an area we want to upload. We all do. I mean, I hope so, because that's how we grow. And there's three main areas. One is love relationship. You know, maybe it's with a significant other, or maybe you want to meet someone, or maybe it's with your kids or somebody. Just maybe it's love relationship. That's one main area. Number two, money career. You want to switch careers, or you want to make more money, get a new job, whatever it is, or the third major area is body health. Maybe you want to be able to touch your toes, be healthier, eat healthier, take care of yourself, lose weight. Pick one of those three areas that you for the next 30 days want to take to the next level. And we all have it. And if somebody says, well, they're all areas of my life, pick one. If you really want to improve those other areas, the best way to do it is focus in, get narrowly focused on one area. Okay. So think of that one area of your life. Okay. Now that you have that one area of your life, we're going to make up a game plan. And you think, what's the goal that I would like to accomplish in that area of my life? It, let's go with body health. You want to feel healthier. You want to be able to take care of your grandkids, run around with them, play with them. What action are you willing to do to feel healthier? maybe it is cutting back on those extra cookies, that extra wine, uh, bread. Maybe it is just gradual things that you're going to do to make sure that you eat healthier. Maybe you're going to move a little bit every day instead of just sit, get up every hour, and move for a minute or two or five minutes. You clear on the action to fit that goal you want. And again, the motivation is why do you really want to? Do this. And it might be because I want to enjoy my grandkids as long as possible, you know, or my family. Then you go again and you have to think of the, how much energy am I really going to put this into? So let's scale one. So one is with everything else going on, I'm going to give it a three and no judgment or I'm all in for the next 30 days. I'm going to give it a seven. Now you have a game plan. That's something you've done. It's done. You don't have to do it for the next 30 days. Every morning when you get up, before you get out of bed you can change the word or you can keep the same word you might haven't like for me my overworld, my overworld, my overall word is going to be joy but then every day i pick a different one and come downstairs and focus in on that word now what power statement what really lights you up to think about it with that area of your life it could be oh, I just love playing with my grandkids. If it's your body, oh, I love the way I look in my clothes. It's gotta be something that's positive. It can't be your power statement, which I get a lot. I'm not gonna eat that food anymore. It's gotta make you feel good when you say, I love being you know, paid X amount of dollars for what I do. Oh, it feels so good to be abundant in all areas of my life. It's gotta light you up. So now you already had your game plan you came up with. The only thing you have to do every day is focus in on one word, check in on it, and then come up with a power statement. And you could change it. For the next 30 days, if you did that, just for that one area of your life, I can't even imagine it would shift. It's simple. It seems really simple. It's only a minute to three minutes. But think about it. We start focusing on one area, and then somebody pulls us in that. We say, okay, we want a new job. Oh, but the grandkids need me. Oh, I want to, I want to do this to the house. Oh, but I got to go home, Sally. So we're we're like wing nuts and we're giving in kind people. So we end up all over the place and we think that we're serving others. But if we really want to serve others, we've got to give, receive, let other people do, be able to say no. My motto this year is say no. That's it. It's everywhere. It's not yes. It's say no, no, thank you. Wish I could come. No, no, I'm sorry. No, thank you. Because I wanted to enjoy the holidays. And really enjoy them without feeling like I'm running around like crazy. And that's what I did. But again, I put that for my goal before the holidays. Mine was enjoy the holidays. Uh, Don't feel like I have to buy everything for everyone. Go everywhere. And everyone was shocked because I'm like, no, thank you. I appreciate the offer. No, that's okay. And man, it's been the best holiday ever. That's just great. Be very clear and mm-hmm. not you know, don't go over yeah. And everybody has one area and just think of that area. That's the area I'm working on for the next three days. You could change it after that. See what you've accomplished. Move forward. That's it. What would you do but with you a know, love
2: relationship?
0: I'm sorry. Say that again. Go ahead. What would you do with a love
2: relationship? Because that's more complicated when you're dealing with other people's humanity.
0: Ooh, Ooh, I like that. So we'll pick two different ones. Let's say you wanted to improve a relationship with somebody else, your spouse, your mother-in-law, your children, whomever you write down. Wouldn't it be great? I always, I always say, if, uh, I had a loving relationship with whomever could be your daughter-in-law, anything. But wouldn't it be great if I could really have a great conversation with it? Wouldn't it be great? And you keep writing it until you see it and visualize how you want that relationship to work out. And it's not about them. It's never about them. I don't care. I don't care. You said, if you knew my spouse, if you knew my mother-in-law, if you knew my, I get it. But I believe everybody comes in your path for a reason. It might be to say, I love and release you. There are those people. I've released a lot of people. Love you. See ya. They're not, I don't even care if they're family because blood, not blood. If I don't feel that warmth and love and not saying they don't have issues, you want to surround yourself with people that just bring you that light. And if it's family, sometimes you see them not that often. Sometimes you're like, okay. I'm only come because I don't go for, Hey, there, it's blood. You have mm -mm, mm -mm, not if they don't treat you that. So what is your lesson? It might be you have to have more patience. It may be you need to create space. It might be you might need to be empathetic, but if you keep seeing it work out, Oh my God, I wish I could tell you the most difficult humans. I'm thinking, Lord have mercy. I can't go to one family gathering and this person is just pure evil. And guess what? They're still pure evil but not to me. Mm. So that's that. And if it's, a, if it's somebody you want to meet, then it's like, Oh my God, isn't it great? I met the person when I last least expected it. You know, I, I met my second husband when I was picking up my drunk friends from the bar and I had no makeup on it two in the morning because there was no Uber. And I, <laughs> they needed help. And so, you know, you never know. So I so believe in not, Oh, I'll never meet someone. I'll never have a great relationship. No, it's not. You will, but you've got to keep seeing it. And like I said, it may be for some, it's just, you can't, it, you can't change them and it's not healthy for you to be with them in that relationship. I hope that answers the question.
1: It does. Yeah, well, you know, Sandy, sometimes we start out a new year, real gung ho. And we falter after a bit. I think everybody has experienced a January like that. So, what can you give us as helpful hints to get back on our healthful journey? And I'm, I'm really thinking of the health part of this too. Yeah, Yeah, like people start out working out like crazy, but you know, they're it's too extreme what they're eating. I don't know. What do you suggest?
0: Okay, what's coming to my first and the biggest thing that's coming i hear all the time all the time mm-hmm. lighten up on yourself first like just let's let's just lighten up let's so sh- let's let me think have a lot of grace for ourselves. let's just love ourselves we're humans and we have a lot of imperfections we are not perfect And not beat ourselves up because, Hey, I tried that five or 10 times. Why it's going to, I don't give a crap. You know, it's hard. You know, change is difficult. So forget it. Just lighten up on yourself. Love yourself. Except, I mean, truly think about it. You know, get rid of guilt. It's bad. You're amazing. You're not perfect. You're going to do the same damn stuff over and over again. It's just the way it is. So now what? Now. Mm when you let yourself off that hook you can say okay what would i really like to do for me knowing that and again if it's your health why do you really want it i want to feel good i want to be have vitality for as long as i'm going to be here and don't get caught up on watching all the stuff on social media of people picking every illness they have go away, go away, don't look at it, avoid those texts, so-and-so has this, bless them, but if they start telling you every little detail, disconnect the phone. My biggest pet peeve is, I don't even know what got me onto this, but I feel like it really needs to be said. I've never said this before, but I, I don't care. If you are spreading, someone's ill, someone's bad, someone died, make sure the person needs to know. Like they know that person, right? I want you to know, Billy is ill. Say prayers. So, But there's no need to tell people about Johnny down the street who's got whatever, whatever, whatever. And because you don't know what to do with that information when so-and-so doesn't know Johnny down the street. Because all it is, they don't really care. They, it, it makes them think about them and then they get ill. And what if I had BB boo, I'm making up stuff cause I don't want to even say things. Yeah, It gets in your head. And then you're like, Oh, did you hear about so-and-so? So be very careful. They know if someone calls me don't, and I'm like, Do you? Are you call, just tell me to pray about somebody. I'll pray. I believe in power prayer, send good thoughts. But if you start telling me, Oh my God, I, I go disconnect. <sighs> Because it's not healthy. (laughs) Good. It's not good for them. It's not good for your health. And you think, wait, my finger was scratching. Maybe I got that awful (laughs) illness. What did so and so have? (laughs) But you know it's true because we make it about us and our family. So the biggest thing you could do for your health is don't buy into it. Don't go on those sites. Don't listen. Disconnect. And know that I don't care what it is. Everybody can have it. But it's not you. You might have it for a day. They might have it for four weeks. I am a very healthy person. I'm not saying I don't get cold, but I visualize myself healthy. And even if I get something, I'm like, "Yep, yeah, I'll be good. And I visualize what do you want me to do? How can I take care of my body? And I eat the right foods for it. Not all the time. I'm 80-20 most of the time. Uh, i holiday 60, 40 maybe. I eat cookies, I eat pizza, I eat cheese steaks, but I most of the time eat healthy.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well right. I, I want to change the subject
2: slightly <laughs> because you're you're also a writer and I don't it's a lot of work that you do in so many different areas. So talk about yeah. your writing process and about your books and what inspired you, especially to write Train Your Head and Your Body will follow. But um what was the writing process like? Did you plan it out? Did you have a game plan, your game plan? How did that work?
0: Again, I went kicking and screaming. I'm not a writer. Me, (laughs) writing, all my staff was like, Sandy, I always have stories. I always have little power Let me tell you a story. Like you need to write a book. And then when I realized that I really wanted to do something to help people get in that positive, powerful mindset, and I did the studies and I saw, I'm like, all right, well, maybe I'll write a book, but with it, it'll be more like a guidebook for people to journal who don't have a system in a way. And it took me years because huh? I interview, so I don't just start, right. I interviewed tons of people. I want to talk to people that know specifically about how the brain works. I want to talk to people about the science of the bot. I mean, like i read for this to be that simple. I know it sounds crazy, but it was a three year process to write, to make it that simple because I wanted to make sure I had the science behind it, the logic behind it. I mean, it's, it's, not in the book a lot of it because I don't, I didn't want to make that book about that, but there's a reason why the word is this way and the power statements that way. And the game plan's that way. It's how people see, it's how people visualize it's what they'll remember. I mean, it was years and years of research. And I know mm. it sounds like for that, for those two, for that, those two pages took me years. years. It, but did you actually have a, did you actually
2: write every day when you started to write? Or how did that yes, work? I mean, I, and I wish
0: I had. Uh, we're talking scribble scrap. We're talking. I look like a nutcase. Piles of paper. Nothing was typed. Because <laughs> everything I, used, I have to write. And I do it in colors. Piles and piles and piles. And then I was lucky enough to have an assistant to come transcribe. And then I would do some. And she would just dictate. I mean, we're talking like this to come up with one page. I know it sounds crazy. One no, it doesn't. No, i too. I I do the same thing. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: very and
0: difficult. Then the stories were fun, but I wanted that that page had to work, and then this page had to work, and then for the kids' page had to work. You know, and then mm-hmm. it took me. I think it was 2018 when it finally got published. Like back then, body, mind, and spirit. They thought I was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, and so it took me a year and a half to get an agent, and then another year and a half to get. A publisher, and then another. It was a long process because I got about thirty-five rejections because they just didn't think it would work. And now it's mainstream. And now it's mainstream.
1: Mm -hmm. It sure is. And you were obviously one of the people forging, forging ahead and clearing the path for others. And we're going to wind up. But I wanted to ask you what you'd like our listeners to have as a takeaway today.
0: I think my biggest takeaway would be just realize you are the most unique human being on earth. And I really mean this. Nobody else can be you. And there's a reason you're here. There's a reason, and I don't mean it has to be this huge impact in the world. It can just be making the person smile at the wah the little actions, the little things that you do every day. Yes, there may be big things, but you have a purpose here, and every flaw that you think you have, you're meant to be that way. It's awesome the way you are, the way your mind is, the way your body is. And when you embrace that, really embrace it, your light is going to shine bright, baby. It will shine bright. Oh, that's it. That's wonderful.
2: It. Thank you so much, Sandy. Our guest today on Late Boomers has been Sandy Joy Weston, author, TEDx speaker, spreader of joy in the world, and founder of SJW Productions, whose mission is to highlight all the positive in the world. Thank you again.
1: Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Kathy. You're welcome. Thank you so much to our listeners for listening to Late Boomers today. And please subscribe to our Late Boomers podcast channel on YouTube and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. We'd love you to follow us on Instagram at I am Kathy Worthington and at I am Mary Elkins and at Late Boomers. We hope we've given you food for thought today and provided some inspiration for you, which is always our intention. Thanks again, Sandy. Oh, thank you. I had a blast. It was fun. We did too. Before we cut, cut, Sandy, where would you like our listeners to contact you if they'd like? Ah, important. Oh, so go on my website.
0: It's really easy. SandyJoyWeston.com. S-A-N-D-Y, Joy, and Weston, W-E-S-T-O-N. They can find everything there. But if they also, I'm on all social media sites. Everything is Sandy Joy West. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. They can send me messages. I promise that within 24 hours, I'll get back to you.
1: Fabulous. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Late Boomers the podcast that is your guide to creating a third act with style, power, and impact. Please visit our website and get in touch with us at lateboomers.biz. If you would like to listen to or download other episodes of Late Boomers, go to ewnpodcastnetwork.com.
2: This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and most other major podcast sites. We hope you make use of the wisdom you've gained here and that you enjoy a successful third act with your own style, power, and impact.